All right, everyone. Welcome back. Episode five here. Sportsbook Sports. All yes, things sir. sports betting. I am your host, Connor, with my boy here, GA. What's going on? Welcome to episode five. Yes, sir. I'm, uh, feels good, you know, keeping this flowing. I'm happy that we've been uh, able to stick to it, get, get our picks out for everyone to see. Yep. Um, today, it's going to be a little bit, I think, quicker of an episode compared yeah. to the past. Um, we're really just trying to hop on more frequently so we can get our picks out to our viewers. Um, I think our strategy from last episode yeah, worked I mean, it's in ever, our favor. Ever evolving, where we keep kind of refining what we're doing, and then we try to scale it back a little bit. Yeah, make it more true to what we actually do on a daily basis. Exactly. I think that's. I think and that's more night. of the of what we learned over the first couple episodes is yep. we were trying to just give our viewers a little bit more content than anything and give them just picks in general. We were just trying to throw shit on the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah. But that's not even how we truly bet. No. Nope. You know, I think we're we're very conservative in our betting. We stick to our units. We play our games that we want to pick, whether we whether it's a long shot or not. Like we do I mean, occasionally we'll throw parlays out there. Yeah, and I know? think I you know, I think the most important thing too that, you know, as we get going with this is just being authentic. Yeah. So, you know, we're at least I'm, you know, a hundred dollar better. We talk about finding our units, sticking to our units, sticking to a process. We talked about reverse line movement a couple episodes ago. That's something we we look at every single day. But then one of the things that we kinda got away from was we felt the need to just give out a pick. For every single game, yeah. We for don't every do matchup. that. If we don't no. like a matchup, we're not betting it. So I think you know, last night we kind of peeled it back a little bit, and it worked out well. Yeah, I mean, I had a good night. And to your point, I mean, I'm the way I normally bet is I'm you know 100 to 250 mm-hmm. per game better. I normally will bet more when I'm playing with house money. That's just how I roll. I press a little bit more when I'm up money. Um, sometimes it works in my favor. Sometimes it backfires. Those times I keep going on a roll, though, it just builds up even quicker. Yeah, I think for us, too, I mean, I'll always speak for myself. It depends on the sport. Oh, 100%. You know, for football, NFL football, you say I'll get up to the 250, 500, yep. or whatever it is. College football College for football, for and sure. And college basketball, I'd say, are my two. Especially when we start seeing something. I think last year we were on Coastal Carolina every week. Oh, yeah. So when you start seeing like that, we, we'll get into all that stuff. And when those season comes up, um, just kind of how we go about it when we're, we think we found something and it just keeps going well, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but you're saying how to capitalize on it. So this way, when, at the end of the season, your bankroll's at a lot higher spot than it would be if you just went in week in and week out. Definitely. And I was going to say, to be authentic, I think we put all our picks out there and we, and we were honest, we were transparent. Yeah. I had a terrible fucking day. The one day I went yep. one for seven, Yeah. hit a couple, I hit the one, uh, good player prop parlay that was plus like two something yeah so that gave me a little bit of the money back but truthfully if you follow us and you'll see over time when we play our high value picks mm-hmm. i think we i mean it's been proven to both of us we win more than we lose yep when we get that into that degenerative mode where we start throwing shit everywhere and we think it's just you know we're gonna win that's just not the way it works so um, yeah, I mean, also part of this podcast, again, to be 100% transparent, is for us just to talk about it every night. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, it helps just talk it out. It helps having, being able to bounce your picks off people. So we do it through, you know, friends and group chats. We do it talking throughout the day. But hopefully, once we get this YouTube thing going and we get a community here with people, 
we'll have something going where people can just talk about picks all day long, whether it's a Discord chat, Facebook group, whatever it might be. You know, just Twitter. So if you're if you're on social media, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram. Let us know what you're picking tonight because we want to hear it. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the NBA, so we kind of want to hear your input on what what you guys see on the board tonight. Exactly. Um, and I think we could we could sort of bounce right into that as far as what our picks were um, from yesterday. Yep. Uh, Greg, I think you went overall, or this is this tonight's pick? We're gonna jump right into. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like this. Uh, kind of didn't work right. Okay. So yeah, so these are our picks for tonight. But last, you know, last night we both had great nights. Yeah. I leaned heavy on the favorites. So I had the Suns, which wasn't even really close. Blowout winner. Um. Yeah. And I, I also had were... <laughs> I had the Nuggets, and I gotta be honest, like I was sweating that game left and right that watching the way game. Damian Lillard was playing. Yeah. That was I a mean, game. I think first quarter, first half, they were up a ton. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think first quarter Denver was crushing it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is looking good. And then just throughout the game, slowly but surely. Yeah, they, I mean, they kept they, fighting back. They were up, I think it was 10 nothing right off the rip. Yeah, they won the first quarter 38-25. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, these fucking playoffs, especially this year and I think the last couple years, where's where's the defense? Like, I know. Well, it's the, just the NBA as a whole, I feel like. Yeah, but where's, like, the competitiveness? Like, these guys are too... That's one thing that I take from back in the old school days where I agree that today's talent level is, like, on another level. Yeah, across the whole NBA is more talented. Depth-wise, yeah. for sure. Of course. But they don't... They just don't have that, like, fierce competitive competitiveness or that passion to play the game that people used to have back in the day and that's one thing that I dislike about today's game. I mean 287 points. Yeah. It's just I mean, ridiculous. It's insane. It's tough because I, I agree with you in that sense, but then I also feel like there are some players in the NBA, especially when I think about like uh like Caruso on the Lakers. Yeah. He kind of got his way like Deladonova, De however you yep. say his name De was Nova. Like, Delanova. He was kind of like that too like they carve their way into the NBA through effort and through defense and through that type of play. But to to your point, there, I feel like you know, a few years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, there was you kind of every team had a defensive guy. Yeah, that was like a lockdown just guy a or just nose. a hard guy to go. You can't go into the paint because they got so and so exactly. And nowadays, I mean, obviously, there's some people who pride themselves on defense. Um, but there's not as many lockdown guys. I mean, I would personally, I would say Jimmy Butler and yeah, Leonard. He would Kawhi. fit. Yeah, he'd fit in Those that old school guys. play. I mean, I'm not complaining about that game because I had Aaron Gordon over 11 and a half points. Yeah. Um. So when you put up 147 as a team, if your third or fourth best option doesn't get you at least 10, I think he ended yeah. up with 14. He 14. Which so was, it was close. close for a double overtime game. <laughs> exactly. But I'll take it because you know it was going to add up to be some numbers. So yep. that's a win on the board for me there. Um. Yeah. And then what else did we have last night? I think I had the over in the Brooklyn Boston game. Yeah. We were kind of talking about missed. that. Yeah. We were talking about that kind of when we were putting when we were doing the episode about locking in bets. You know. That 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 that's something that takes you from the being a basic better to more advanced better. Yeah, is understanding line movement, understanding which way the line is moving. Yeah, and you know I got the bet a little earlier in the day. I think it's still missed. 
I think when I gave it out, by the time I gave it out, I think I missed by three or four points. What did you end up taking? You took the over? I took the over. I think you might have hit. I might have hit during the day. I don't think so. I, th- I think when you got the bet in, you hit. You got it at 231. Okay. And I think it came in at 232. Okay. So, yeah, you hit. You but hit there. But if you that's remember, right. That's right. Remember what we talked about yesterday is I yep. I was dead on with that too. I said it was gonna come right in between that three or four yeah, point if you margin. Mid- if you middled it, yeah, you could have hedged it. You, you could have double winner. Yeah, you could have bet you know the over early on in the day and then the under later in the day and you, and you hit. I mean, I took I had KD to hit three plus threes. Yeah, and the Nets to win, and that was I don't know what was going on with that line. I mean, granted, it took KD to the fourth quarter to hit that, but he ended up hitting four threes. You know, Nets won in a... He was four for six. Yeah, Nets won in a blowout type type game. It wasn't really competitive. Even though the score was close, they they had control of the game. But that was plus 190 odds. Um, Easy money overall. Yep. And... Yeah, you did. You did take it at two. You got it at two thirty-one yeah. and a half. Actually, yep. I remember. So it hit by half a point. Yeah, and you got that, and that's uh, straight up to your point. You took it on early in the day because you saw the value in the over, yep. and the line just kept moving in your favor. Yeah. So I mean, that's just that's good handicapping overall. Yeah, it's just it's it, it comes with just knowing kind of what you want, looking at the way the line's moving. And sometimes it's just getting lucky. Sometimes I just pee, you just get a little lucky. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I mean, you, you don't get that, lucky. You hit by that half point, so yeah, you'll take it for what it is. Yep. Um. So yeah, that was kind of recapping yesterday's picks. Um. I kind of want to get into tonight's matchups. We've got four games tonight. Yep. Some of them I think are going to be pretty good. Some of them, it's been tough. It's been tough for the Knicks. So that's the first matchup tonight. The Knicks are going to the Hawks, or no, the Hawks are going to the Knicks. It's in Madison Square Garden, seven thirty on TNT. Atlanta's up 3-1 right now. Yeah. Um, Knicks are the home team. They're the favorite. They're minus one. The over-under is 208.5. This is another one where we gave out the over-under last game was 209. Mm-hmm. And I was on the under, and it hit exactly 209. 209 yep. So if you put it here, if you put it on through FanDuel at the exact time that I gave it out, you would have pushed on that, which is okay. But again, if you shop your line a little bit, if you got it at a little bit of a better time, yep. you might have had it at 208.5. You might have cashed that ticket. So Yeah. And to your point there, I mean, that that just shows, as we've mentioned a million times, how good Vegas is at their job. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you see it often enough where you're just like, how the fuck do they come up with these numbers and just hit it right on right on that? Yeah, know? it's incredible. It happens way too often. But tonight's game, I mean, I just I don't I saw what RJ Barrett had to say, and he says it's a guaranteed win tonight. Yeah, I just don't butter. know. Yeah, I think that's just inexperience talking yeah. for one being being so young in the league. I mean, I just don't know how you how you can come out and say that after you just got dominated three of the four games of the series so far. Yeah, I mean, even the game that they won, they kind of got dominated in the first half. Oh yeah, they like, shouldn't have won that yeah. game. So you know, I think that it really the Hawks just went cold. Yeah, in the second half. Yeah. You know, that I, was the game I was talking about yesterday when I was I was saying the Knicks had a terrible second half. Yeah. If you go to the box score of that game, yeah, game, game two, two yeah. I think the Hawks had like 35 points in the second, second half. half yeah. It was like 18 in the third quarter and 17 in the fourth. And I took the Hawks that game. Yep. And because everyone was on the Knicks and it just didn't work in my favor. I mean, they just yep. they should have won the game, but 
they just couldn't hit. They couldn't throw fucking the ball in the ocean in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I think this. I mean, personally, I think this series is over. I mean, yeah, I you know I like the Hawks. I gave. I talked about it yesterday, so I don't have it on my list, but I am gonna give it out. I like the Hawks to win the East. Yeah. For a few reasons, and really, it's matchups. Mm-hmm. They're playing the 76ers the next round. Yeah, we know Embiid's hurt now, so I don't find I don't think the 76ers are scary at all without Embiid. Yeah. Um. Yesterday, when I gave it out, it was 1,900. Today, when I'm giving it out again, it's 1,400. So yep. you lost again. Talk about when you're putting in bets, the line movement. You lost in one day. There in one day. Yeah. Because Embiid was hurt. We all knew Embiid was hurt. So that's the other thing too. Like when you when you see something in the league, like you have to be, you have to be fast. Yeah, it's it's tough to be faster than Vegas. So when you see something like Embiid go down, who's a who's hurt every single year, yeah, has injury issues. Yeah, you saw how hard he hit the ground and the way he reacted. Even if he's not technically hurt, he doesn't have a tear or something like that. He's banged up. Well, he that's what's crazy is the way he fell. I thought he hurt his back. Yeah, they were saying like his tailbone and stuff like that. And come to find out, he has like a slight tear in his in his meniscus. It is me, which is just like that's not something anyone imagined. And I truthfully, I mean, I I played basketball before. I don't know how deep of a tear it is. Yeah, I how can you? you I don't think you can come back from that right no. now, unless you just want to unless you want to play and just rip it even farther, right? And you just know? totally tear it. And yeah, I just be out for the first half of that. They, they're calling them day to day, but I think they're they're on some Tom Brady Patriot shit where they just put him on the injured list every game. Yeah, and they say he's day to day, but he ain't coming back this year. I just don't. Yeah. He's too young to even risk that for the future. You know? So, so I like it for that reason. I like it because they have the 76ers next round. I also like it because because of the Embiid injury. I don't know how many games a series is going to go now. The Seventy yeah. Sixers for Washington. That's true. You know, I think that Washington they is, got a chance. They're to- uh, well, they're totally outmatched. Even without what? it, with with Embiid, they're totally outmatched. Even without Embiid, they have a they have some real problems on their yeah, roster. Yeah, but they have a lot more of a of a they. I think they're more of a matchup nightmare when you take Embiid out of the picture. Well, yeah, because they don't. Besides Embiid. Who's their big man? Dwight Howard. Yeah. Yesterday they were pl- or two days ago they were playing with Mike Scott at the five. Yeah. He's not ready to play those type of minutes yet. Yeah. That's why I agree with you. I think Wizards have a shot to win tonight, and then they can push this game to six, seven games. You know, right. So now hopefully if the if Atlanta closes it out, you're done. You're resting. Yeah. And you're waiting for Washington or waiting for the winner of Washington Philly. It's probably going to be Philly. Yep. They're already up 3-1. So you're kind of waiting for Philly. You get a little extra rest if you're the Hawks. And on top of that, the next, the other series in the East yep. is the juggernaut matchup. It really should be the Eastern Conference Finals. True. So And they're already scheduled to play. Yeah. So they're playing. They're, they're going to be going at it. Hopefully, if you're taking this bet, you're hoping it's going to be a long, grueling series. Yep. Where it goes six, seven games, and it's a fight every single night, and they just wear themselves out more. And you just hope the Hawks have an easy time with Philadelphia in the second round. Definitely. So, and I know you got some some picks on this game tonight, which yep. we'll recap at the end. Yep. So uh, we could we could just move on to that the series we've been actually discussing a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I agree with you, man. I think without Embiid on the floor, the Sixers are just not. 
they're not even close to the same team. I mean, they don't yeah. have – he's their playmaker. He's what their offense has ran through. He gets the ball at the middle of the court. And yeah. without him, it's it's peop, other people having to step up that just maybe aren't used to that role, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think just you can only get so far with Tobias Harris. I mean, yeah. Tobias Harris is now your main scorer, and it's just not what you want. I mean, if you're running the offense through him – you know, it just change. It completely changes the way your team looks. Definitely, you're no longer banging in the paint like you were with Embiid. You're talking more of a finesse game. Yeah, more of a spot up shooting game. Yeah, and I mean they have. Yeah, they like I said, they have the scores. They have the people on their team that could put the ball in the hoop. It's just are they ready to step up and get it done? Seth Curry can score the ball. Yep. Um, Danny Green can shoot it. Yeah, sometimes if he's in a Laker uniform, he has a tough time. <laughs> That's true. George Hill is decent. I yep. mean, it's it's just dependent on what they can put. I do together. like that Maxley guy too, Tyrese Maxley. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I like. He's him. young too. He's young yeah. though. Like, and when you match him up with like he he's got potential over the next couple of years to grow into something. But Ish Smith on the Wizards is just as good as him right now. Yeah, you know? true. I mean, he's a backup. I just think you know without without Embiid, man, they're just they're they don't got it. Yeah. And who knows where that game's going to go tonight. Yeah, so, I mean, the 76ers, they're hosting the Wizards. So, they're in Philadelphia. They're up 3-1. 7 o'clock game on NBA TV. Yep. Um, they're trying to close out the series. They're minus 6 at home. And over-under is 229.5. I'm wondering what you think does – do your thoughts on the over-under change at all with Embiid not being in there? Nah. No. I think I think it I, – I've been – Big on the over in this series. Yeah. Overall, um, I think it's going to be... I think tonight's going to be an all-star game down there. See, that's what I'm saying. I think without Embiid, it might speed up the game a little bit. I think the over is even more likely. If I'm going to lean one way, I might be leaning the over. Well, I just don't think that the Wizard or the Sixers can play defense without him there. They Like, uh, Beal and Westbrook, they like the attack. Yeah. Beal's a great shooter, but he's a downhill type player. Like, he likes to attack the rim, and then later in the game settle on his jump shot and, yeah. and hit that when you're giving him space because he blew by you. Yeah. And then they also have, like, the Hachimara guy. He can get to the rim. And without Embiid there being that presence, man, they're they're going to be tough to guard. Yeah, I mean, the Wizards have scored 118, 95, 103, 122 in the last four games against Philly. Like I think they're they're closer to one twenty two than they are ninety five tonight. I Definitely. think they're gonna I think they're gonna put the ball in the basket. Like I said, I think tonight's gonna be an all star game. I think yeah. it's gonna be like one thirty to one fifteen. Both teams scoring in that range. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Wizards just know like if you're these guys, you win tonight. You kind of catch them off guard a little bit because they just got the news about Embiid today. You catch them off guard in Philadelphia. You get it to 3-2. You go back home for game six. Definitely. Get it to 3-3. And now it's like, okay, we got just we just got to win one game, game seven, probably without Embiid again. Yeah. I don't we're on think, to the next round. I don't think they were expecting that, so they're going to definitely put a fight out tonight. Yeah. But are they going to have enough to actually get it done? Yeah. All right, so that's it for the first two games. Those are the kind of the early slate of games. Yep. Then on the later slate, you have Memphis, Utah. So that game is in Utah. It's game five for them. So it's Utah versus Memphis. It's 9.30 on NBA TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Jazz are up 3-1. I mean, Memphis was a play-in team. 
Yep. They made it through. Um, the Jazz are nine and a half point favorites at home. Over under is two twenty six for this game. Um, you know, I, I kind of this is one of the games I think we talked about a little bit yesterday with uh, Portland and the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just having a tough time getting a read on this. Like early in the series, I was like, I like Memphis. I love Memphis. But then since Mitchell's been back, I mean, I think Utah just looks like they're yeah. head and shoulders above them. They are a hundred percent. I mean, that's that's the difficult part about. The NBA, the regular season, sometimes those star players don't make the difference because, you know, teams are traveling, teams are doing what they do. It's it's a rigorous schedule. Yeah. But when you're in, when it comes down to playoff time and you don't have your starters there, you don't have your your main guy. Yeah. You, you're just not going to be able to compete no matter who you're playing. Like it could be the eight seed versus the one seed. I mean, we're seeing you saw what happened with with AD. Yeah, you know I mean, like you don't have one of your main pieces. The NBA is too good, too talented. To yeah, the competition those level losses. is too close. Yeah, you can't even if, like I said, even if it's a one versus eight seed, man. Mm-hmm. Like the Grizzlies won game one without Donovan Mitchell, and they did that pretty convincingly. Yeah, and they've been keeping it close these games. Yeah, but yeah, none of them have been a blowout. At least I don't think. But yeah, what I like too about this one too is that. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has been stepping up for them. Yeah, sixth man of the year. Yeah, and like I think the first couple games, I think he was a little, a little shy to the basket. I guess just trying to find his groove a little bit. But now that the whole unit's back, everyone kind of knows their role and what they're doing. He's been playing much better. Yeah, and I'll give a shout out to Jordan Clarkson because I'll be honest, man, I used to hate his game. Yeah. Because I used to just think he was a fucking chuck. Yeah. But these last two years, really, I think I don't know what happened in the bubble. Yeah. But he was balling there. Yeah. And it's translated to this year. So I got to give, put yeah. my hat off to him. And he's definitely stepped it up and he's well deserved for the sixth man this year. I mean, he's the reason, one of the main reasons the Jazz are as good as they are. Yeah, I mean, 52 wins in the regular season. Yeah. That's just night in and night out. They were playing great throughout the whole year. Yeah, just balling out. I mean, they're a tough team. Yeah, so this one's going to be interesting. I'm interested on your thoughts when we get to the picks on this one. But for now, let's just recap the late night game. That's um, Memphis. I'm sorry, Dallas. Dallas Clippers. Yeah, they're going to the Clippers. Yeah. So this series has been completely black and white for me it's been all dallas the first two games really all clippers the next two games so they're in la for this one series is tied 2-2 it's 10 o'clock on tnt clippers have been favorites i think every game but the spread just keeps moving up for them yeah. so they're minus seven and a half now um two seventeen and a half is over again all our lines that we give out everything we talk about is on FanDuel. yes sir so that's who we use for everything FanDuel, baby um, but yeah, I think that the momentum has changed in the series to the Clippers, and I think the Clippers just ride it out. I think that they're the higher seed for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're more uh, experienced in these types of situations, whether it's the coach, whether it's the players, and I think that they're gonna they're, they might win the next two and just close it out six two or four two yep. in six games and just get ready for the next series. Especially now that it looks like AD is hurt. The Lakers are a little weak. The, yep. You know, the West might be opening up a little bit for them. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> i i was I was going against myself, but i I've told you since the beginning of the West. 
mm-hmm. I like the Clippers to take the West. Yeah. They were plus like 230 or 250 when we said it. Yep. Um, and I'm still riding with that. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think they're still right around there. Yeah, the after the first two games, I was a little skeptical, but yep. I think the last two games, they found themselves a little bit, as I mentioned in the yep. previous podcast. I think they... They're starting to buy in into what they need to do to win. Kawhi Leonard, I think, is is deserving of another chip. Mm-hmm. I don't think Paul George is, yep. but uh, I think Kawhi deserves another one. And I think, I th- truthfully, man, I think this is their year. They get to that finals, and if they play the Nets, they're the one team that I could look at all the teams in the NBA and say they have a shot yep. to beat the Nets. You know yeah. what I mean? Not that they they can 100%. There's not one other team in the league that I'm looking at them and be like, yeah, the Nets are going to win that series. Yeah. Just rake them off. Yeah. But the Clippers are the one team I think can get it done. Yeah. And I, I see them breezing through the West, if, especially if AD's done and the Lakers don't have a shot. Um, I just don't see one team competing with them. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're either going to have... I'm not sure if they're going to have the Jazz next or Denver next. I'm not sure what the seeds are. Yeah. But either way, I don't think either one of those teams are giving too much of a problem. No, I don't think it matters. Um, I don't think it matters to them. I think they they might lose a game or two just to figure themselves out on how they need to win the games that they need to. Yeah. <clears throat> but back to this matchup specifically, I just don't think... The Mavericks are good. Luka Doncic is an absolute beast, but yeah, they just live or die by the shooting. And yeah, it's yeah. like if they can't, if they're not shooting, Tim Hardaway, I think had four points last game. Yeah, I mean if if they're not scoring, if they're not shooting the ball well, they're not going to be getting to the rim like some of these other teams. And, yeah, and and we've talked about it too. Like Tim Hardaway, I forgot who we were speaking about the other day. Yeah, but Tim Hardaway is like their third option, Offensive. second option. Yeah. Truth, he's nice. Yeah, dude can score the ball, but yeah. he's not a no. second option on a, or a third option on a championship team. He's no. and like the other realistically, day, he's a six man. Yeah, it would be a great, great six, six man, man. On, on a championship team. Exactly, for sure. he would come in for the second unit and just then he'd get his shots up. Right. Yep. Um, the Luca the other night we were talking about, uh, he went. He had seven threes. I think it was plus eleven hundred. Last game, he had one three-pointer. Yep. So it's just, How again, many did he take? He took seven. Seven, yeah. Yep. So he's one for seven from three. Tim Hardaway, 0 for four. Um, well, if you watch this game, I watched a little bit of the highlights of it. Yeah. They What they were doing is, in the first couple games, they were just switching yep. the pick and roll with yeah. Luka, and Luka was getting Zubak on yep. Yeah. What they were doing this last game was just double-teaming and then scrambling out. Right, so they try were, to cover whoever the last guy. Yeah, is. so let so what they were figuring out is Zubak's gonna set the pick. Yeah. All right, let's double Luca and give the ball to Zubak. Yeah. Let him make a play. Yeah. Rather than uh, you or know, give the give the ball to someone else on the on yeah or Mavis. Max Kleber. That's it what they were doing. Kleber, give it to Wh- whoever Smith. was whoever was setting yeah. the pick, and then later in the game they tried to like set the pick with Tim Hardaway Jr. Yep. And then they were just switching that, and that matchup's a little bit different because yep. you're switching off a two guard instead of it being. You know, Zubak playing defense. Huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. More guard on guard, especially with a smaller guard. Luca's a little bit bigger. He could, he could, it's a different, totally different matchup. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just really don't think that this, I mean, at this point, I think the Mavericks had their chance. They were up 2 0 going back to, going back to Dallas mm-hmm. and they kind of blew it. They lost both games. Yeah. And now their series is even. They're going, they have, it's a best of three now at this point and two games are in LA. So. Yeah. 
And correction um, on that, I was saying Zubak was making the yeah, play off yeah. it, but I meant Kleber or yeah. whoever else that was setting the pick for them. Yeah. And it was just it yeah, changed Przingis, the game. Yeah. It changed the game. And even yeah. Porzingis, he's a guy he's a pick and pop type guy. Yeah. But what they were doing was having like the off defensive guy sag in a little bit. Yeah. And then he would catch that and then they would just shift. Yeah. And then they would people would have to scramble a little bit on defense, but you make it a tougher shot that way. Yeah, and like look at who, like you said, like look at who you're scrambling to. It's Finney Smith, Kleber, whoever else is out there. Exactly. Even if it's Hardaway Jr., it's like okay. It's all right. We'll live with that. Yeah. Especially if we can get a hand on it. Yeah, I mean he went one for eight from the field, so you're but ha- you're yeah, happy with that. I'm, it's been much low, much lower scoring over the last two games, and I think that's really it. Is that the Clippers have found out what they need to do defensively, yeah, and it just completely changed the series. Definitely, they're they're just they know what they are. They're a defensive team first. I, in my opinion, with Paul George and Kawhi uh, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. Yep. and then you just let the offense come to you a little bit. I think yeah. they've kind of figured it out, and they got enough talent to score the ball, but you need to work hard on defense. That's yep. the difference. Yeah. All right, let's get into our picks because I think that, you know, we have some interesting picks tonight. I mean, with each uh, game kind of, you know, I think there's just so many options on FanDuel that the chances are we're going to have some of these more interesting bets. Yeah. So, you know, for tonight's first game... We both got two different ones. None of us are taking a spread. None of us are taking an over/under. No, I think. And to your point, the the bets that are interesting to us are ones. Greg's talked about this before on previous podcasts, where it's like we we believe in the outcome of a game, yep. right? We see a game and we think it's going to become a certain way, just from our analysis and our research that we've done, yeah, and what we're seeing, and what FanDuel is able to offer with all their options yep. gives you a little bit more of. Of value to it, yeah. So just to break down, because I have, I'll, I'll let people know my pick. Yeah, is the Knicks Atlanta game first quarter. Yeah, is it's called a try bet on FanDuel. So if you go into the app, you go to first quarter. It'll say first quarter try bet, and my bet is for either team. Essentially, the first quarter needs to end with either team. Winning by three or less points. Yeah, it's got to be close. So you're hoping for a f- close first close quarter. first quarter. Yeah, and truthfully, Knicks my, could be up to Hawks could be up to. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> my mindset was to take the Knicks money line in yep. the first quarter. <clears throat> I don't like them necessarily to win the game. Yeah, but I expect them to come out with a little bit of energy compared to the way they've played in the past. Yeah, and I still expect this first quarter to be close. So if it's a one, two, or three point game, whoever's winning. Yeah. I win the bet, yep. and the odds are what plus one seventy five. Plus one seventy five. So yep. that's a little bit more value to me. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I was interested in taking the Knicks, and I think their line for the first quarter was like minus point five. Yeah, so pretty point. much, yeah, yeah, just a half point. Yeah. So I like that just to be a close first quarter. Yeah. And why not take the extra eighty five dollars that they're going to give me, or seventy five dollars, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So. That's where you can find, you can research it, find these bets on FanDuel, and I suggest doing so because Greg also has some good picks yeah, that to your add point, some value. Yeah, and to your point, like we kind of look at the outcome of the game or the outcome of the quarter or the half, whatever it is, and we kind of think about what, what we think is going to happen, and then we look for the best bet possible. Yep. So tonight I think the Hawks are going to win. Yep. They're up 3-1. They've won in New York already. They could have won two in New York if they didn't choke away game two. Yep. So 
Um, again, to your point, looking at the line for the game, you know, I think it's plus one, minus one. So you're looking at, you know, Hawks plus one. That doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, granted, it might be a one-point game, but I'm kind of betting that it's not here because I actually really think the Hawks might blow it out. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bet one unit on win margin. So this is full game win margin. Hawks to win by one to ten points is plus 195. Okay. So for every hundred I'm betting, I'm going to win 195. And the reason why I set this bet up like that, we were talking about it a little bit before the stream. So what it's going to do is hopefully if it is the Hawks winning – it's going to kind of cover my other bet. So my other bet's going to be half a unit. Okay. So it's going to be half a unit Hawks to win by 11 or more, and that's plus 420. Okay. So I'm going to be essentially betting $150 to win between $195 and $210, depending on whichever way this game shakes out. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's not a ton of money, but again, it's a little bit better than even money. Yeah. So essentially, you're going to win either... I mean, they're going to win 145 bucks on the one unit one because I'll win 195 and I'll lose 50 on 50. my other bet. Yeah. Or on the $50 bet, I'll win 210 and I'll lose $100. So I'll okay. win 120 bucks. Okay. So I'm in that range of yep. that, you know, 145 to 210. And I think that's good value because, like you were mentioning, if you just take the Hawks for $100 yeah. to win by the spread. Yep. You win a hundred dollars. Yep. But now, if they win, which the I game, think is, which the line is one point, so it's pretty much as long as they win the game. Yeah. Because you have it one to ten, and yep. then you have it eleven plus. Yeah. So all they need to do is win the game, and you're going to win money. Yeah. So it's better than the money line. Yep. And it's better than the spread. Yep. Without a doubt, because actually it's plus two on the spread. But either way. Yeah. So they, you think they're going to win the game? You would take them money line. Yep. So you're getting just better value. Yeah, and and that's and I really do think they're gonna. I really do think the plus the eleven plus is gonna hit. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it earlier. It looks like I'm the only one with a pick on Washington Philly, and this might be just like a, a kind of like a heat check thing. But we talked about all the favorites. I have a couple favorites later tonight, mm-hmm. but I do like Washington in this one. I think with Embiid being out. I think Washington has a chance to come in here and kind of surprise Philly a little bit. Okay. And to your point too earlier, you know, um, you know, I think Washington has looked good offensively in the series. I think that they've just they just haven't had an answer defensively. Yeah. Um, specifically for Joel Embiid, I mean, he's averaging a ton of points in these last couple of games, and now that he's not there, you're talking about Dwight Howard. You're talking about people people don't even know about. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that they have a much better chance at winning this game outright, but I'm just going to take it plus six. Okay. This way it gives me a couple extra points, gives me a little breathing room. Definitely. Um, if cups down to a last second bucket, I'm okay with that because that, that should get me the win. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we got for Washington, Philly, Memphis, Utah. So let's talk about yours because I think those are kind of interesting. So this is another one where I was saying earlier when we were kind of recapping it, I'm having a tough time getting a read on exactly how I want to go about this pick. Yeah. And when you when you kind of have a tough time getting a read, what do you look at? Do you look at like where the money is? Do you look at just do you just go right to player props? Well, first I always look at where the money is. Yeah. And then secondly, I look at. Because more than what people believe, yeah. there's also like a 
there's like a competitive nature that I think most people have, especially in when you're an athlete and you play in any sport. Okay. So this game's obviously a must-win game. Yeah. For the Grizzlies, yeah. right? It's either that or they go home. Yeah. And I don't see them as the type of team that just like gives up. Yeah. I don't. I haven't, you know, seen that at all from them this year. I think yeah. they're a hard-nosed basketball team. They play tough basketball. So I think that they're going to come out and their players are going to put together good performances. Mm-hmm. That's why I have uh, Dylan Brooks four plus rebounds at plus one twenty. Yeah, he's gotten uh, he got five one game in the series and then he got like two one and three. Yeah, um, but I think he's going to come out and play a much better overall game. Yeah, especially defensively. And then I think rebounding the ball, he's going to come in and put together some boards because that's what he's going to need to do to help the team. Yep. Um, and then also I'm putting uh, a little bit of money on Kyle Anderson, four plus assists. Yep. Both of these plays are getting one unit from me. Okay. Um, I think Kyle Anderson is just a creative basketball player in general. A slower... Uh, not really a scorer. Not really a scorer. He's a playmaker. He's a slow, yep. high, like, uh, trying to think of the word. But either way, he's looking to create for others, and he's very methodical. He's, he, I was, the methodical, methodical is the word. Methodical is the word. He has a very, yeah. like, he knows what he's doing with the ball, yeah. and he's going to take it slowly to get there. You ain't stealing the ball from him, yeah. but he's going to make sure it gets done, and he creates for others. He's looking yeah. to pass the ball. He's got shooters around him. Yep. So I think four plus assist is going to be, I think it's a lot for him tonight too. That's why I'm taking both those player props. Just because I don't, as much as I want, I think the Grizzlies are going to come out and have play a good game. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to play tough, but I just don't think the Jazz really give a fuck. And they're yeah. going to dominate them They're too. just a better team. Yeah, they're just a better team overall. Yeah. But to your point, like everyone's gonna need to do everything tonight if you're Memphis. It's not just scoring. You're gonna have to rebound, you're gonna have to get assists. Exactly. You have to play a complete team game. Yeah. If you're gonna win tonight. And I just don't um, think that's enough. Yeah, I don't think it's enough either. I'm sticking with the trend of the favorites. We talked about it last episode. Favorites are hitting at a much higher clip than expected. Yep. You're expecting it to be in a fifty to fifty to sixty percent range. I think it was at seventy some seventy eight percent going into last night's episode. Yeah, it's now even higher because the favorites all won last night again. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So um, I'm sticking with the Jazz minus nine and a half. I just think with Mitchell back, you know, they're kind. Of, he could have played game one. They chose not to play him. He's got a little bit of extra rest, and I think now he's just finding his groove, and the whole team's finding their groove. We Definitely. talked about it before. Clarkson is playing well. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's playing well on their team. So I like the Jazz minus nine and a half. And then for the late game for Dallas Clippers, I'm in the same boat. I was on Memphis, or I was on uh, the Mavericks. I keep calling Memphis Mavericks um, early in the series, and I've been I was right early, and now I've been wrong lately. So I'm switching on it. I'm going back to the favorites winning. I'm taking the Clippers. They're home minus seven and a half. I think it's going to be low scoring. So I was kind of looking at the under again for this game. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going with straight up the Clippers minus seven and a half. Again, for all of these uh, spread part uh, spread bets that I'm putting in, it's just one unit on each of those. Yep. So that's where I'm going to go with with my next bet. It's yeah. a little bit. I I just see the value in it because I'm. I'm with you on the favorites thing. I think the Clippers have done their job. 
Yep. Um, I think the Mavericks are going to try to keep it close for as long as they can tonight. I just don't think that's going to happen really into the second half. So the way I'm playing this, and I want if you're anyone's tailing my bets out there, obviously I'm putting one unit on the first three bets that I've made. Yep. But this third bet I have, I'm going to do uh, 1.5 units. So if you're a hundred dollar yep. better, I'd put 150 on the first two. Mm-hmm. I know I put half unit on there, but I'm yeah. structuring this a little bit differently than I, yep. what I thought. So I'm going to do 150 on win margin for the Clippers first half, 1 to 5. Okay. 150 on them 6 to 10. Yep. You get those odds at 350. And 380. And 380. Yep. And then I'm doing $50 on them to be up 11 plus in the first half and that's plus 500 so essentially if they what i'm thinking is i think it's going to be right around what the spread is yeah i think that it's going to be a close first half but the clippers are going to be up by five to seven yeah so if that hits i win a good amount of money yeah but if they end up blowing them out which i think can happen you're still cover enough to cover it yeah i cover my bet so that's how i'm looking at it and it's a little bit riskier of a bet sure. um, because the Mavericks could come out and play a tough first half. I just truthfully don't see that happening. Yeah. If you want, I would say screw all those bets and just put 150 on the Clippers first half. Yeah, you can do that too. Yeah. But I see that I think that it was four and a half was the spread. Was the spread the for the half. first half. If you want to yeah. just put 150 on it instead of risking the yeah. 350 that I'm going to. Yeah. But that's what I see the value in because if I hit – one of those three fifty to three eighties. Yeah, you're up I'm good up, money. I'm up a good two fifty off yep. it. Minus the other two bets that I would lose. So yep. I just see the value in that and I think, you know, I'm hoping for another sweep tonight. Yeah, I mean we'll keep it going. I you know, I think that part of this is kind of looking at everything that FanDuel has to offer. I think there's a you know we're talking about trying to do a topic every episode, every other episode, whatever it might be. We didn't have a formal topic for tonight, but I think just the way the bets kind of shaked out is kind of like if I had to give this a topic for this episode, it would be just kind of looking at alternate ways to bet what you think is going to happen. Yeah, because and we I, all we I think the Hawks are going to win, so I found a different way of that. You think the first the first quarter of the Hawks game is going to be close? You found a different way to bet that. You you think that the Clippers are going to be up at the halftime? You found a different way to bet that, all with the hopes of winning more than you would have if you just bet it uh, straight as a parlay, exactly, or straight as a spread. And I think what my goal today was, and I'm sure it was yours as well, is we're looking to just keep bringing content out. Yep, and we want to put our picks out because we feel it gives some some people an edge. It might give them a little bit of a a little bit more of reassurance in what they're thinking because if you're believing in the same picks we are and we're, you know, doubling up, then hopefully, you know, you end up placing those bets and we can all win money together. Um, but our idea of this is just to get the content out to you guys as frequently as possible. Yep. And hopefully we can build something up that, you know, we look forward to each day and we can end up interacting with more and more people as we move forward. Yeah. So, all right, cool, man. I mean, that's another good episode. I think uh, later in this week, we're gonna try to have a couple of guests on for the first time. Yeah, I so think uh, we're gonna try to line those up and get that working. Yeah, we got a couple uh, professional handicappers, guys yep. that do this for a living, that we've been uh, in discussions with, and we're hoping to have them on. If not this weekend, next weekend, we just gotta think, work out some of the logistics to it yeah. so we can. We're hoping to get them. 
potentially face to face. If not, it'll just be a a phone call and have them come on in on the show. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time. But again, find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Interact with us. That's how we talk with these guys. Is just interacting on Twitter, interacting on Instagram. Yep. Um, if you're in New York State, if you're in upstate New York, let us know. We'd love to have you in. Yeah. If you um, ever go to the casinos, we as we've mentioned in the past, we're going to be doing some uh, some of our podcasts live from resorts or from yep. rivers because we have some connections at those casinos. So hopefully we can get in there. And if you ever want to come by and you know get on the pod, we'd love to have you. Yeah, and just let us know. Give us a comment. Give us a like. Let us know what you're thinking for tonight's bets or any future bets that you have. And if you want to jump on the pod, come jump on the pod. We're we're, we're trying to grow this community. We're trying to talk to as many people as we can. So. We appreciate it. Yeah. Look forward to the next episode. Like, subscribe, comment. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to, to the next one. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time.